Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Turn-Based Memories. We're on Chapter 3 of Final Fantasy Tactics with my co-host, Mel, who's playing it for the first time, and myself, the legendary Zoltan, who's played it lots of times. How's it going, Mel? Oh, my God. It is going. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> Better than not going, I suppose. So um, this is a JRPG podcast. One of us has played the game before and is a fan of it, and the other one is always playing it for the first time. That's our format. And uh, if you think you're going to enjoy this, uh, I'll just get it out of the way now instead of at the end. <laughs> uh, go ahead and share it somewhere on the internet. Tell your JRPG friends all about turn-based memories. And with that, let's get started with Chapter 3, Mel. So we're going to go this time. We actually have a, a, a uh, you know, kind of system to go by for once. <laughs> so we've uh, oh. labeled each battle. So battle number one, there are 11 battles in this chapter. In fact, I think there's 11 battles in every chapter so far so correct yeah so uh chapter three first battle was at mining town goland and by the way uh, if you for some reason didn't listen to the first episode we're using the names uh from the final fantasy tactics psp war of the lions translation although it's not actually that version we're playing the ps1 version with that psp translation patched in okay. right all right, so yeah, first one is Mining Town Goland. Go ahead and give me your uh, notes first. Sure. Um, this one I thought was really easy. I feel like I had a hard time, except for the last battle in Chapter 2. The game was kind of giving me a pretty stiff challenge, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. I'm probably in for it now. And this one was super easy. There was a character I didn't know who he was, a geomancer, who I don't think I encountered that job at all at this point. Oh, that's a pretty early like, one you can get, too. So that's kind of surprising. Yeah, because I think that uh, we'll get to it, but I I had really not been experimenting much with the job system up okay. until later on in this chapter. But, yeah, this is the first answer uh, I had noticed, I guess. And he was really doing a lot of work. He was laying down a, bu uh, a bunch of status effects on the other guys. And Are you referring like, to, to the guest character or one of the mm -hmm. enemies? No, the guest character. Uh, Orin. Okay, yeah. Correct. Okay. That's right. He was a geomancer. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was. But did he not use an ability called Galaxy Stop or something like that? For, like, so, mm. yes. And I think that was the move that uh, was doing the work I'm talking about. Yeah. It's not because he was a geomancer. I thought at the time it was. I was like, wow, geomancers are cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that is a geomancer ability. No, I think that is an no. Orin-only ability. It probably is. I think. But regardless, yeah. he was putting in the work and like the enemies couldn't move and they couldn't, I think they were silenced, a whole bunch of things. I was like, oh, this is great. I just walk up to them and, you know, bop them on the head. <laughs> I didn't have as much luck as you with uh, Orin's AI, I guess. He didn't mm. kick everybody's ass as much as The AI, we'll much. get to it. The AI, super fucking hot and cold in this hot game. Hot and cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Anything else about Mining Town Goland? I got my notes. No, there. that one was pretty straightforward for me. Okay. Just to remind people of uh, the map, uh, this is the snow house. Is there a house in the uh -huh. top? There's, uh, it's, I would say it's about seven or eight blocks high. Yeah. It's quite high. And there's like a house on top of a hill and then like a pitched roof above that. So it's, it's very vertical. Right. And then there's snow completely covering mm -hmm. the map. Yeah, that's right. The snow didn't, if I remember correctly, did not have any depth to it, so it didn't limit your movement at all, yeah. 
not that I noticed. Yeah. Okay, I wrote here. Uh, yeah, I didn't write anything about the story other than we met Orin, which in the original game, uh, the original translation was just Olin with an L, way mm. easier to pronounce. Mm. And um, uh, I just wrote, I enticed a thief with an awesome knife, and I enticed a chemist, chemist with an awesome gun. Although I don't remember what was so awesome about his gun. The freaking... <laughs> Dude, the, so enticed means I got, I got, I put the traitor status effect on them, and they permanently joined my party. That's so bananas. Yeah, I know, that's right? You're right. doing this very weird, uh, like forty percent like, chance to totally destroy uh, everything. Yeah, sixty uh percent -huh. chance to complete be completely obliterated. Game. Uh, and I'm, I'm doing the like super fucking normie first time playing <laughs> <laughs> mode. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess other than my thief and um, my uh, orator, I'm kind of normal. You know, I got a black mage and a uh, dra dragoon sure. and a knight. That's, mm. that's, that's it. So, yeah. But, yeah, those two guys, I'm doing lots of crazy stuff with those two, with the thief and the, uh, with a ninja, actually, mm -hmm. who is stealing, and with my orator, who is Ramza. And, uh, yeah, the reason I, I wanted to keep, I like, the orator, aside from the fact that I'm using this entice ability, is they can equip guns is pretty cool to me. Um, mm, mm -hmm. So I like that because the range is insane. And also it has Very a 100% hit rate. You cannot, nobody can avoid the bullets. <laughs> right. I hope Which not. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, man, dude, the freaking knife that this girl had, I wish I could remember the name of it now, but... What did it do? Um, the thing about it, it's a totally normal knife, uh, but uh, except it just has insane uh, weapon weapon evasion mm -hmm. stat, forty percent. So that's kind of crazy. So, and one and who is it? My my thief. That's right. So my whole uh, strategy with my thief character, it's actually a ninja uh, who's just has the steal ability. And my whole uh, strategy is that if I run out and run right into the fray and steal some dude's sword. You know, okay, I'm going to get that guy's sword, and that guy's not going to kill me. But the three other guys are going to um, just gang up on my ninja and kill her right outright. How am I going to protect against that? And my strategy is I put on the reaction skill parry, which is not actually a reaction-type reaction skill. It's always active, which uh -huh. just allows your weapon evasion to be factored into the evasion equation when you're being attacked. If they attack you from the front only. Front. Yeah, I don't think it works on the sides even. Only the front, I think. Yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, but if you can get your guy in an advantageous position, oh my God. Um, mm. th so later, I became able to buy another one of that same type of knife, so I bought another one. And ninjas don't equip only one weapon. They equip two. So I equipped mm -hmm. two of those, and lo and behold, people's chance to hit me is like 17%, yo from the front <laughs> so that's my uh, strategy with keeping my my ninja alive while she goes around stealing people's weapons <laughs> so oh yeah there's there have been better knives coming out later in this chapter i didn't put them on i just i'm not even using her for damage really i just want to steal people's stuff and then she can block with her freaking two 40 percent <laughs> knives that's so <laughs> awesome holy cow yeah yeah it sounds like you're doing a very um Interesting playthrough here. A lot, yeah. of, <laughs> a lot of crazy tactics happening. Yeah. Fourth time through the game. Okay. So then we're going to go on to the second battle, which took place at Lesali. You want to go ahead and describe the uh, 
the battlefield of every area since you have screenshots open. Is that right? I do. Okay, yes, yeah, go ahead and correct. describe the I battlefield. I some screenshots because this is the only way I'll remember, like, for sure what each battle. Because I'll write notes and, like, days will go by. I'm like, wait, what, what was, was that? that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear you saying. Uh, the only thing is I'll interject before this battle. There's a cutscene uh, where Ramza is talking about Delita, and he's like, I don't even know what the hell this guy's up to. And I'm like, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's a, what a whole discussion we had in the last episode. Like, what the hell is Delita doing? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. And we were all confused about it, like we weren't like getting the right info, but I don't think you're supposed to know clearly yet at this point. So this, this scene was Ramza saying he doesn't know what Delita's doing? Yeah, he was oh. like, "Who who's pulling the strings on this guy? Like, he's out there doing something, but why and for who? And what's, what's his yeah. goal? Like, what's going on with this guy? Indeed. Okay. Um, so I felt good about that because, like, yeah, all right, good. I'm not supposed to know yet, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we went on um, and on about it in the previous episode, trying to figure bit. out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So our second battle here is against some dude from the church named Zalmor, and Zalmor. Um, Confessor Zalmor, right? Confessor, He's a confessor right? Zalmor. Yeah. That's correct. Um, and the battle here is that you start out on the opposite side of a large wall with a gate in the middle of it. Yeah, and then that opens up to a platform that has a ramp going down one side. And there's like a, a small, like chest high wall. So it's like a, like a porch almost with a ramp going down one side. Yes, yes. And then. Beyond that is a low field where the enemies, I believe, all start down there looking yeah. up at you. And so you're, you have to funnel in through this little door and all your guys are kind of way on the opposite side of that wall. So it's going to take them a couple turns to get all through, <laughs> through this door. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one took me um, a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but the thing is, whenever this game... I've noticed whenever this game gives you the objective to kill a boss, I at least uh, I will try to just like bum rush them and see if I can just totally get them and not care who dies because they don't die until three turns. So if they go right. down, it's okay for you can it's yeah. okay right. So I've I've found some success doing that. So you <laughs> bum rushed confessors all more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to just kind of get my fastest guys over to him and just, like, say, you know, fuck it. Because like, initially I was being more conservative. I was like, all right, I'll take out these guys. These guys coming up the the other side that doesn't have a ramp has, like, a step that you can jump up. So I was, like, kind of pinned down over there. And there, everyone is so beefy and tanky that it's really hard to... Um, to just kind of go blow for blow with these guys mm. while they're getting healed. Cause I think Zalmor heals them a whole bunch. Uh, and then you're getting rained on by, I think there were archers on this map. There might've been, I don't remember. But I yeah. believe there were in the screenshot. It looks like there's a couple archers here. And so just all that is quite a lot of damage that you have to do while damage you have to absorb or avoid. So I was like, this isn't working. I don't think I had the numbers for this. And I just realized, well, I just got to kill this guy, and he's super squishy. So if you just get to him, mm. chances are, even if you're not, like, super grinding out of your mind, 
You can probably kill him in one shot, which I did. Uh, in one round, do you mean? Uh, not in a I'm single sure character, was... right? I, I wrote one shot. I think I used Dude. Ramza as a monk. Oh, he's I a, guess he could, yeah. I guess a monk He's could. a really strong character. Mm-hmm. At that point in the game, I may have been a little, you know, past the curve a little bit with this particular character, and yeah, I, I, I'm pretty I sure you. I one-shot him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, he is uh, in every battle. Uh, right. Except, yeah, I, I don't think you have... Do you have to bring Ramza for random battles? Random? No, it's the only ones who don't have to, but I always do, because I'm too. like, well, he should be. <laughs> yeah, right. I have also, yeah. Um, yeah, and then he's in every battle. So he's like three or four levels higher than all my other four guys. But uh, For sure. Yeah, and then, you know, he starts out with, like, like he's got like 70 brave. That probably helps. Yeah, <laughs> probably does. So my general tune comp at this point is Ramza and another guy are both monks. Then okay. I have a black mage and a white mage. And usually you get five, right? So yeah, usually one, you get at least one more. Four. And then I've got who else? Who's my fifth? I um, can't remember at the moment. But I was kind of cross uh, skilling the black mage with white mage skills and the white mage with black mage skills. Hmm. So they were kind of leveling up with each other a little a little bit. And the monks were just there healing and dealing the damage because they're an incredible all rounder class. Yeah. At least early on, I don't know if they stay that way, but they think been they do really good. I think they're useful all the way till the end. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I have some notes here. Uh, Confessor Zalmor comes to arrest us for murder of for the murder of Cardinal Delacroix, which we did right. do, and heresy, which is questionably <laughs> if we did it or not. <laughs> but uh-huh. <laughs> but we did murder to come. Um, Cardinal Delacroix and freaking Ramza tried to tell him, dude, he got turned into a Lusavi from the Zodiac Stone. And he's <laughs> uh-huh. like, no, nah, I don't believe you. <laughs> so a lot of people not believing others in this game, man. I don't like I, I, it drives me crazy when I see that. <laughs> when I when I see. Yeah. Like when I see like any scene in any media where like somebody's telling the truth and the other person doesn't believe them, I'm like, no, he did. He really, he's telling the truth. Like it drives me crazy. Oh, if they <laughs> so, believed him, then the story wouldn't happen. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wrote, uh, that, uh, I critted a guy with a freaking gun for the first time. And the thing mm. about guns is they, uh, they, oh, I think they ignored defense in this game. Um, that might not do. be the case. I didn't. I don't remember now. But uh, they did a hundred and twelve. I'm sorry. Yeah, they do in twelve. Right. Um, but they uh, uh, it hit for 144 damage, which is a Ooh. lot for me, actually. That is a lot. Is that a lot for you? Not for you as That's, well. I don't know that I'm smacking people for that much normally. Like I think Zalmore had roughly that much HP, and he had like probably no defense. Of any kind or evasion or anything, so mm-hmm. I think I, I smacked them up pretty good. Yeah, my uh, my knight with two swords can do a little bit more than that, but he has to use two swords to do it. Um, right. And uh, but yeah, like my magic doesn't usually do over a hundred damage; it usually does like around ninety or so. So anyway, mm. and yeah, you, and I I wrote the note that you only had to take out Zalmor, but I didn't do that. I went ahead and tried to fight the battle normally until I started 
getting a little bit killed, but it overall it did go fairly smoothly. <laughs> but once one yeah. person dies, I have to worry that they're going to turn into crystals. So it's like, okay, now I just got to finish this battle. So yeah, you got to step on the gas, or, you gotta, or then you're on the back foot, and you got to start resing them if you even have that. Like, are you able to res people reliably? I, I have no healing abilities in this team. Oh, boy. Not yet. The thing is, <laughs> so the thing is, the character that is supposed to be, na- that is named after my seven-year-old daughter, I was like, what mm-hmm. do you want to do? do and i listed all the possible things she's like okay pick two and she's like okay black magic and white magic but i want the white magic clothes so i'm i have her as a black mage right now once she finally masters the class then i'll switch her over to white mage and then we'll have healing and offense in one character but until then no nobody's using item and nobody's using white magic so i'm being kind of careful here (laughs) as as much as i can black mage has a lot of skill like mastering that class takes point two yeah Yeah. i mean just the level the the there are three yeah firaga no firaja thundaja and what's the other one a bunch of other really ice uh, blizzaja and then flare and death those five each are like 900 a piece yeah i know so (laughs) yeah so i'm i'm that's all i have left is just the three the three uh ja elemental spells so Hmm. then finally she'll be done can move on get some healing in here but anyway i did some freaking awesome stuff like for example um (laughs) i uh you know my freaking dragoon can like target people through the castle wall to jump i mean Uh, right so i just like i you can target them through the wall and then they jump into the air and over the castle wall and come down and hit them on the other side no problem also Black mages can target dudes with magic straight oh, through the yeah. wall. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I only had to get like two or three guys out there. So were the enemies coming up that close? Were they up on that ramp? Yeah, they'll walk up the ramp if you stay back too much. So you, yeah. You, right. Okay. I was fighting them more at where they were when I was doing it. So I guess I could have hung back more. It seems to me like a really awesome strategy would be something like to put someone right just in that doorway or whatever, or just mm. keep them all behind the walls and then mm-hmm. let them funnel in one at a time and take them all out and maybe buff the people in the front if you have buffs or something. That sounds like a really cool way to do that one. It probably would have worked because I don't know that they had very many characters who could attack through that wall. Yeah, like I think they'd all, uh, they had a lot of knights, right? So Yeah, it was knights and archers, so they yeah. would have been out of luck. Yeah, so they would have been coming in one at a time, and you could have been roasting each one. Oh my gosh! Oh man, that's awesome. So, all right. So that's it. So that's all I got. And uh, it was fairly straightforward, I thought. Yeah, and there was a really important uh, uh, scene before the battle, though. Freaking mm-hmm. at Lasalia Castle, Zalbag and Alma are there, and Ramza talks to Zalbag and tells him that Dystarg is the one who created the plot to have Princess Ovelia captured and then assassinated. But Delita saved her. And Zalbag mm. got pissed off at Ramza for saying that. Like, Z- Dystark would never do something as evil as that, yo. This was his response. Right. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, he, he put yo at the end. Yeah, he did. Dystark would never thought. do something <laughs> as evil as that, yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then after that scene, there was also... After that battle, there was a scene uh, with Alma... And Alma says she saw Magicite at Orban Monastery. And mm-hmm. so, so I guess, yeah, I think that's the next place, that's the next place you happen to go. And I also wrote uh, that after all that, 
I did some errands. And out of seven or so errands that I did, I didn't do all of them because as the map gets bigger and bigger, like <laughs> my uh, drive to do all the errands goes down lower and lower. <laughs> Plus there's the fact that I'm nearing just perfect. I, I think most of my characters are exactly the build that I want. So like sure. I don't plan to do anything else with them except get them better equipment as we go on. So right. uh, hopefully I can beat the game with this setup because this is what I plan on doing at least. But um, so yeah, I, I didn't want to do tons of errands anymore. Um, but I did like seven or so anyway. And I have a note here that not one of them has given me nearly as much gold as the ones in chapter one gave me. Hmm. And I don't know why that is. Either it was set or hmm. my characters in chapter one were higher level for chapter one for where they should hmm. be. And maybe they just got like some kind of... Uh, you know, the results. Yeah, for that. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, you know, there was like a couple errands in chapter one that would give you like 10,000 gil. Yeah, I, I did one errand in chapter one. I'm like, shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm rich now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had like a couple errands like that in chapter one that gave me insane amounts of money. But in this one, there were like two, three, four at the most thousand gil each. Right. When you need, and, and now it's chapter three, you need more money than you did before. Yeah, so, you definitely do. <laughs> what, what happened? But I'm still getting solid uh, JP. If you need JP, it's still worth it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then I have, uh, I had to grind a bit. Uh, I guess because I, I guess because I, I, maybe I died during that battle. I don't remember. No, I beat that battle first try, I'm pretty sure. But I think I did decide to grind a bit to uh, flesh out my uh, build that I had in mind. And I have mm. quote written down here. I have done the unthinkable, dot, dot, dot. Oh, boy. Okay, get ready for this, Mel. I'm going to tell you about an evil glitch in this game. Oh. Have you ever noticed that in, like, the learning the skills uh, menu, that if you're on a page that has more skills than can show up on the page, you know, you'd have to go move the cursor down to scroll down to the lower abilities, right? Have you ever noticed that, I, th I think it says it on the screen, that if you hold square button... Like it has an X square and then page somewhere written on the screen, I think. So if you hold the square button and press down, that's how you go down an entire page. It's not like sure. R2 or anything, right? Like uh huh. Okay. So check this out, dude. You go into a class that has too many uh, abilities to fill up just to, to lay on a single screen. You go pick one that you can afford. You, you click it to learn it. When it says, learn this skill... Oh, no. This is awesome, dude. Learn this skill, and you have to click yes or no, right? Set, uh -huh. it, set it to no, and then press hold the square button and push down or something, and it'll think that you're trying to move the back behind you, behind the menu where you choose an ability cursor, and it will move it. And it'll probably land on some ability that is too expensive for you to, move, to learn. And if you do that, and then release the square button and choose yes... The thing will freak out and it'll say, you have zero JP. You'll learn the ability, but then it'll say JP, zero, 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 zero. And then if you back out of the menu and go back into the menu, it'll say JP, nine, 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 nine. Oh, no. And I did oh. that for several, for basically any of the jobs. Like, okay, I'm done. I want to hurry up and just make the build already. I don't feel like switching to jobs that I don't plan to be and go fighting random battles. So I finally did that. It's not going to really change uh, too it much. In, in, in the Me doing it now is not going to change too much in terms... In fact, it probably doesn't... probably makes it uh, harder, actually, because as opposed to going out and leveling up and getting gold, 
Now mm-hmm. I just have the job points. And the thing is, when you get the job points in this way, it doesn't level up the job up to level eight either. It just gives you the job points. So if I want to unlock right. other jobs. But the in theory, I could use this to completely destroy stuff by getting, for example, if you do that with the summoner job class, you can just choose the strongest summons right there, right? Yeah, those <laughs> are strong. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, you know, I just uh, I just wanted to learn like a movement ability with somebody, or you know, yeah, yeah. a reaction ability, or something like that with somebody. So that so only works on a page where there's more skills than fit on the page. More skills oh, but that then fit you on... get nine nine nine. So yeah, then never mind. I was gonna say yeah, it's limited, but it's not because you get a shit ton of JP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you can't. Well, but the JP is only for that class, right? So yeah, it only works. Correct. On the pay on a uh, job that has a lot of abilities on that first page, um, and they all have to be different prices. So I think um, hmm. Ninja and uh, Geomancer both have really long lists, but they're all. I think every ability costs the same amount. So you can't do yeah, it. So you're right. Yeah, you can't do it for thief because it's not long enough. But you can do it for black mage, black summoner, mage, summoner. Yeah, yeah, white mage and chemist. Several yeah, of them. Yeah. Several, yeah. A, a few. Yeah. So I did that, yo. <laughs> oh boy! Wow. Yeah. Did you read about this? I guess you knew about it. I knew about it from a, a long, long time ago. Okay. I probably just read about it online a long, long time ago. <laughs> I didn't figure it out by accident. That's funny. That's yeah. a crazy glitch. I know, right? I think it's so cool. <laughs> okay. Anything else about Lasalia, dude? Mm, no. Um, I think just looking at my notes here, I think I, I was able to do it in one shot as well because I think the battle, like like what happened with you, is it just started going south. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to kill the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing some sick damage to me with that freaking pole of his, <sighs> though. Yeah, he was healing the other guys was my problem. He was just, mm. it, it was, it was going to be a never ending fight, I felt like. Uh, okay, so next we go to Orban Monastery. And before we mm. enter here, let me ask you this is kind of, uh, uh, let me ask you a question because this is kind of a uh, infamous little problem with the game. Mm. Are you using saved states or saved files? Uh, saved states. Okay. Did you save? Did you keep a save state available before entering the monastery? Uh, no. Okay. Did you find yourself in a position where you couldn't beat the stage and you couldn't reload outside oh. of the monastery? Because oh, the thing, no, 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 no. Because the thing, it, this does it twice in this chapter, right? You enter the monastery, you beat one. For for starters. Even if you don't even enter it, you just stand on it and think you're going to save outside. As soon as you touch the monastery, you enter it. it the scene That's starts true. playing, which is pretty evil. I'm pretty good about Yeah, it is evil. They also love doing it where you exit a square or a, a node, yeah. and then it puts and you in a battle. And happens. And it's right. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty careful with my save states that way, because I know it's very easy to get yourself cornered and lose all your progress that yep. way so yep. i'm very very careful uh later on there i have a story of where i almost did that to myself okay but in this instance no i uh whenever i'm on uh like a blue tile i'm like i'm good i did all my shopping i did all my leveling up and ability whatever's I save it on my primary save slot like my slot number one basically mm. and then Whatever happens after there goes to slot two, 
And then if something happens after that, it goes down to slot three. Uh. And then however many, I think I only get five. But if you only, but if you didn't leave one of those outside the Orban monastery, the way it goes is the the th- this is the thing that's infamous. One of the infamous things about this game. It's just like that freaking bird. What's that yeah. bird in, in Boston, uh, the hollow hollow bird? The hollow the hollow hollow bird in Batin Kaitos too, right? <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, dude! It's the same thing, dude. You go in there, and if you beat the first battle, it's like save your game, and yeah, you're gonna save the game. And if you saved yeah, over your main file, then you're stuck on the next battle, and if you cannot beat it. With the amount of job points, like you do get access to the to the formation they let you menu. Save again. Right, yes. Yeah, before you start the battle. So so you can change stuff, but if you just need more levels or more job points and you don't have nope. everything you need, you can't get back outside to do it, yo. <laughs> nope. You're stuck. You're and, fucked. And that yeah. happens two times at Orban Monastery. Well, three if you count the fact that you just enter as soon as you touch it. <laughs> and it uh-huh. happens again twice more. At the yes. end of this chapter at Rio Vane's castle. Holy uh-huh. crap. It's pretty dubious. Uh, whenever I, yeah, like I said, I only ever drop a save on slot one when I'm at a place that is like fully secure. So I'm in a town. I've done all my whatever errands. Yeah. And then I'm not leaving that square right now. And I put a save in the primary one. So after this fight, it said, do you want to save? I said, sure in a new slot like yeah <laughs> not the old one i don't know what's gonna happen next <laughs> so you had a regular you had a uh, a game save not a state but a regular save file yep still outside the monastery then actually i never i have not used an actual like game save oh you meant save states this whole time i'm okay, doing only save states the entire time so when it says do you want to save you say in your mind yes and then save the but states I hit no yeah, <laughs> yeah you I say no, no and then time. save the state <laughs> okay i see what you're saying Right. Okay. So good thing you still had your outside one, I guess, until you finally got out of there after three whole battles, right? Yeah. <laughs> Although it's a little nerve-wracking because if I hit the wrong key on my keyboard, I could easily undo all of my progress. <laughs> right. It's so easy to overwrite a save state, right? <laughs> it's like, oops, I hit F5 instead of F6. Whoops. <sighs> yep. Everything's gone. I've done it twice. <laughs> yeah, I've come close. I've come very close. Okay. Uh, go ahead and uh, describe the layout of this map. All right, so this one is you're indoors. Um, I at this point, I had a um, well, probably not initially at this point, but before this point, or I'm sorry, after this point, I had gotten myself a geomancer for the first time, okay. and I had uh, given him some because uh, you have to know what tile you're going to be standing on in order right. to use their skills. Yeah, I assumed it was like stone or whatever and then i got into this map and it's like pavement i'm like fuck you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't have that one. Oh man or whatever it was i didn't have it i'm like ah fuck that uh so you just you're axed in, everybody instead i guess yeah i don't know what i ended up doing but uh probably because they're pretty good at that but mm. this is a three-story like a three multi-level indoor area you're in like a library and again, you start up at the higher end of the map behind two like bookshelves. And then all the enemies are down at the foot of the map. And there's two staircases that go up to each level. The bottom level they start on, the medium, the mid-level, and then the upper level that you start on. 
And um, those staircases are kind of narrow. Like, they're definitely choke points unless you have characters who can jump really high. Um, and it gives you really good visibility. So you kind of have the advantage on uh, this map, similar to the way you did in the, the previous one. Mm. And the only thing here is these enemies are really tanky. So they have a bunch of dragoons. And two yeah. uh, time mages, I think, in the back. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably one or two other like mages or somethings. And but it was those dragoons in particular. I remember being really hard because I think this is the first time you really fight against dragoons. And it might be, or, yeah. I think it is. It's, and, it's definitely the first time you fight against three of them. <laughs> Sure, and uh, I hadn't realized until I got screwed over by it that their spears reach an extra space. Yeah, they do. Because I didn't have a Dragoon at this point. So I was like, oh my god, these guys are really hard to deal with, and I had to basically just dump all my strongest magic I had for Raja at that point. So I was just like dumping heavy spells on them in order to just get their HP down. Hmm. And it, it was tough because then these time witches would come in and disable me or stop me or yeah. whatever. Um, but I got through this one. So uh, my notes here is, uh, so it, I, this is the start of a three-parter, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, so I, it did take some grinding for, for me to prepare this. So this is where I got my hands on a, a Geomancer. Um, I had to read a job or class or whatever you want to say. Hmm. Uh, some of my tune uh, to include uh, more monk skills, and I made my archer, I had an archer this entire time, oh. into a geomancer, and that seemed to be working out a lot, and uh, still my mainstays are monks and mages, those were really the primary damage dealers at that mm. point. Yeah, I said before that I was having a hard time making my archer be uh, really useful, and eventually that's the It's tough. Yeah, yeah. I guess their bows just aren't damaging enough maybe they're not they're the aim skill does do a good chunk but it's very slow right so and if they move it's, it's right it's susceptible to line of sight uh not just if they move but when you start to move you have to be able to see them in order for it to connect even if they don't move um and it's super slow it takes so many turns for the high level aim skills to to, uh, to, to go yeah yeah it's and funny though you don't actually have to be able to see them directly if no, you have you a long bow a shot right like in, and, like in that mm -hmm. chapter one uh battle that you had a hard time with the guys inside of the house the broken up house you could like stand right. outside the house and just shoot over the wall even though there's no way you could see that there's a guy over there from the archer's point of view and you could just shoot like arrows over the wall into them <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, they're, they're not very damaging. So I think at this point I had to move him off of being an archer. He was an archer like this whole fucking time. Mm. So I said, okay, I've got this geomancer job. And this is when I really started to look at the job wheel and see all right, what else can I do here? What, what are my other options at this point? And, uh, I guess I didn't have, I must not have had very many geomancer, uh, abilities unlocked at that point. But their axe skill is, or their, the axes in general are really strong. Mm. It's a really good source of just like extra damage. 
And uh, I, I guess the damage is random for axes. Yeah, I think it works the same way that they did in FF12, where axes Correct. are generally stronger than swords, but they have this random... random yeah, it's going to deal... Uh, um, it can deal anywhere between some minimum number of damage and its maximum attack power when you actually right. attack. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it can it can be really, really like, oh my god, I'm like destroying this guy and just like, fuck, I did nothing. Yeah. And I guess maces work the same way. Maces and hammers work the same way mm -hmm. uh, for some reason. But uh, yeah, I, a pretty solid unit. So I, didn't ha I, I again, I had to grind a bit before this one, but once I kind of locked it in, I was able to push through it. It wasn't too tough. Okay, so here I have, uh, yeah, once you touch it, you can't cancel and leave. You must enter. High Confessor Marcel set the Duke's... Also, so this is a part of the story that we got either right after this, I think right after this fight, um, or maybe at the beginning of the fight. High Confessor Marcel set the Dukes against each other. Duke, that's the white and black lion, uh, Goltana and uh, Larg. To weaken them and bring the church back into power. So that's like a major uh, story thing there. This, this whole Duke versus Duke trying to get the throne thing was started actually by uh, the high, what's, his name? what's the guy's name? High Confessor high Marcel Confessor. of yeah. the church of, I think it's Glabados. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Right. And then I just wrote, yeah, three, drag, three dragoons, one chemist, and two time mages that can also do summoning. And... Yeah, I had a pretty hard time with all these battles, but uh, eventually I got that 40% to work. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I was having 40%. a hard time even with 40%, yo. Um, in the case of stealing, it's like 40%. I, got, I did a good job with, with uh, um, you know, setting the, the abilities, you know, knowing which abilities will increase in the rate of uh, stealing success. But in the case of enticing someone, that's actually... Closer to 25% most of the time, right? Because that's a crazy skill to get somebody permanently on your side. But eventually I got one of those dragoons on my side, and then I stole another dragon dragoon's weapon, which was better than the spear that my dragoon was using. So that was <laughs> awesome. That's one of the main things I'm going for here is like every time I see a new sword or knife or something, I was like, okay, I want to steal that one. And it's making me save lots of money, yo. <laughs> I bet. You're yeah. you're turning to fucking uh, what's his name uh, Gilgamesh over here. Oh yeah, I guess so. Gilgamesh from Final Fantasy or Gilgamesh from the Legend? Uh, uh, Final Fantasy, where he has all those swords and he's basically out there stealing everyone's weapons. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that's actually all I have for the first uh, Orban Monastery battle. Uh, mm -hmm. In my mind, uh, going back, thinking back to it, it was a pretty epic battle as nearly every battle in this game is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once again, I had forgotten the uh, time mages had summoner skills. Every time there's a summoner enemy, it's always a bad time. Oh, yeah, totally. That's always it's my so first target. Strong. Yeah, the summons are strong, yeah. But So do you have it? the idea in your mind that you would like to make a summoner now, or no? I believe at this point I did, or oh, shortly thereafter. At the end of this uh, chapter or something? Uh, somewhere after, I think, this three-parter, I think I may have done. Okay. Uh, next stage is the monast... This is the fourth one, is the Monastery Vaults, third level. Hmm. So this one is an interesting map. It's a bunch of, I guess, like, raised-up bridges that interconnect and have little disconnects here and there. 
and then a, a flat floor with archways that go under all these bridges. Oh, that's so right. you yeah. you have like a lot of broken line of sight and these little like pockets that you can hide in or get up on top of and shoot down into yeah. or I seem to spend most of the battle up on top on those bridges. Mm. And again, since this is another fight where you have to kill the boss, right. I started doing the thing where I'm like, well, let me get rid of this guy. Let me get rid of that guy. And then just they were overwhelming. So I was like, let me just go for the boss. <laughs> I had to restart this one a couple times. Uh, and I just funneled all my guys forward and just, did as many attacks as I could on the boss and I got him, but it took some luck because the, the boss sometimes doesn't want to be aggressive. He'll hang back and it'll just become impossible to get to him. Ah, uh, before, before other guys get to you. <laughs> right. So sometimes it's all in the opening move where if you send a guy up, it'll lure the boss in and he'll basically like overstretch. And then you can send all your guys in before he can move out or whatever. Like, it'll just kind of jank up their AI to where they'll stay there more likely because that's where the enemies that he wants to fight are. Instead of you going out to meet him, dealing damage to him, then he's damaged and he's like, I got to back up. And then he'll back up and get healed or some shit. Mm. And then it'll become impossible because they're smart enough to know they shouldn't just like run forward. Yeah. They'll try to, especially if their flag is like a boss. I'm pretty sure their AI tries to like hide. Be careful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but if they're not damaged, they don't do that. So you have to kind of lure them in reach of all your other guys and then move forward. And then you can probably kill them in one round. I see. What do you think about uh, the game only requiring you to kill the boss and not everyone? Um, it's an intro. It does. It does feel easier. Um, right. Yeah. My comparison has always been, as I was mentioning in the previous episodes, is to Fire Emblem, where whenever they have that wind condition, they orient the map in such a way that the boss is not within reach. Mm. The boss also rarely ever moves. Is standing on a tile. Like, hmm. that is surrounded by walls in all directions except in front of him. And then you're forced to have, like, a showdown, more or less. Hmm. And get through all his fucking dudes. And in this game, so far, the boss encounters in this scenario, in a map like this, are usually just like, a guy is the most important guy. So <laughs> yeah. you have to kill that one and everyone else leaves. And it's like, if they didn't all leave, I don't think I would have won this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, another guy from another podcast uh, like complained once that uh, the later game, all the later battles where you only have to f- kill the boss and not everyone, uh, make the a lot of them very very anticlimactic. Then like the mm. third to last battle or something, which is like one of the hardest ones in the whole game. Like he complained and he showed like his footage as evidence, like how this is not a good way to do it. And he had a dragoon and he jumped on the guy and I guess his dragoon was so strong that it one shot him. And that was the end of the battle. Yep. Like right at the beginning of the game. And there was a massive gorge between them. So like, <laughs> like it shouldn't have gone that fast, but just 
One Dragoon, boom, you're dead. That was over. This game's mechanics are so customizable that I think they struggled to balance it in any way at all. Like, you have so many options at your disposal. So many of your attacks are so wide-reaching that I think they just had a hard time pinning, pinning you in in a way that maintains the intended challenge. Like, I guess... You could approximate something closer to what the intended difficulty is if you, I don't know, you kept Ramza as like either a knight or a squire, and maybe, uh, yeah. you had more or less just like knights and archers, and maybe uh, you know uh, what's it called a machinist and some of those classes, and you never went with a summoner or a dragoon or mm. any of these like across the map fucking downtown one shot. <laughs> Yeah. Throw the moon at them for more. <laughs> you know. I think now's a good time to tell you about the most broken class in the game. You haven't mm-hmm. unlocked it yet, but would you like to know what it is? Sure. It's really cool, dude. In the original one, anyway, I don't know if they changed the name for this uh, translation, but in the original one, it's called the calculator. In fact, it's probably going to be called something like the mathematician in this game. I think it's the. Um, I think you're right. I think it's called mathematician. Okay. Have you seen it? In your menus? Uh, there are enough um, hint. So the game will hint at mechanics like this, and there are certain things that hint at like arithmetics. Oh, when you uh, press select on something, right? Yeah. So I, I knew there was a class that had something to do with that, but yes. I couldn't tell you what it does. Well, I'll tell you what it does, dude. Okay. <laughs> it's so insane. Now, admittedly, to build it up, you have to go and master a bunch of other magic classes. Uh, or at least get the spells you want from a bunch of other magic classes first. But what it does is you have to just choose with... You, their ability is called the math skill or the arithmetic skill. And you go in there and you choose an, a parameter. This is so cool, dude. I freaking love explaining this. You choose a parameter. The parameters I think you can choose are either height, um, CT, level, mm-hmm. and experience. I think it's just those four. And... Then after you choose one of those, you choose a number. And I think the possible numbers are, you can't get two, but you can get three, four, five, and prime number, I think. Okay. And you click on that, and what that does is it chooses the targets. So, for example, if you choose height three, every person, enemy or ally alike, who's standing on a height of three, six, or nine, or 15, a multiple of three, will be targeted. Okay. Hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I and then it. you choose the spell you want to do, and the spells don't come from the math from the mathematician job class. It comes from any other class you've learned it from. So for example, freaking holy from the white mage or Thundaga from the black mage. You but click the mathematician that. needs to know that skill. So it has right? to already know that skill, yeah. So you have to do learn. Okay. You do have to learn a bunch of other skills first, which uh, okay, takes time. Okay. Um, and then you choose it, and no MP requirement. Oh no, wow! No, um, no, what you call it? No, like crosshair target where it targets like five panels at once. Just sure, right? It just targets all those individual people. No MP cost, no wait time, instantly dust dishes out no the spell. No wait time? No oh, wait time. Oh, that's so busted. Yeah. So, like, the only thing really make keeping it back, um, you know, like, working against its OP nature is the fact that you have to go through a lot of other classes first to get the spells you want, 
and the fact that you can all you will end up also targeting allies often possibly i mean but if you dude, know what you're doing you won't <laughs> right exactly it's insane <laughs> that's so but I, uh, but other than that it's the same spell is the spell stronger it's, no the spells aren't stronger but okay. no mp cost and no wait time that's, dude. that's still really nuts yeah. from it's any instant... position on the map too right you don't have to be near yeah. anyone right exactly that's <laughs> that's <laughs> Who the hell thought that was any way balanced? <laughs> they, I'm sure they knew it wasn't balanced, but I mean, I don't know. I guess they wanted some crazy OP stuff for the end of the game just for fun. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, it seems to be cropping up so much in this game that it feels like they were just totally okay with people just tearing the game apart and being like, well, if you want to be, want to have OP, a harder experience... Ahead. Yeah want to have a harder experience don't do these things i guess <laughs> yeah and i think i actually prefer that way of that uh, it's hard to say i prefer it but i do like in general i like respect this type of, game. of it yeah um i think i will also be looking uh i will also probably really really enjoy uh the fire emblem style where there's like no chance to just grind freely right so right and the in uh, the older somewhat older ones right it's Almost. The more I play this, the game, the more it feels like the exact opposite design philosophy. Mm. I'd say the exact opposite design philosophy is probably Disgaea. Is it? I don't know very much about that. I mean, the entire point of the game is to do ridiculous OP things all the time. Like, like there's a stage where you'll come up to this battle. Oh, battle. I see what you're saying. And it's crazy, dude. There's like one square with that's like highlighted, like with a different color. And if you go put the cursor on it, just imagine it's like FF Tactics, okay? And you go click on the cursor on it, put the cursor on it, it'll say on the screen, invincibility for the character standing here. And so, and another thing you can do in the game, dude, listen to this, dude. This is amazing. Another thing you can do in that game, you can pick up the enemy. And it doesn't matter how strong they are. You can just pick them up. And if you and you can throw them, okay. And if you throw them into another enemy, they combine and they become the like the sum of the levels. So like a, a level four enemy plus a level four enemy, boom! Now he's level eight. And you can combine all the guys into one guy and then go stand on that freaking invincibility square and just whittle away at the boss, and then boom, you <laughs> end up five hundred levels or something. It's That's like so that, dude. Not- Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> I knew that game had like crazy big numbers, and it was kind of silly. But yeah. I never looked at any of the mechanics. Yeah, That's crazy. I, I I think that's like in the intention is you're supposed to just oh, break yeah. it, yo. Work I'm on it sure. and break it, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> so where are we? We're on. Oh, that's right. So we're, we're in the Monastery Vault's third level. This, yeah, we're on part two of this three-part yeah, fight here. Fighting Isolude. Um, yeah, uh, right. So he's one of the other members of the church. Uh, and something else. This So this Isolude guy, he I don't know if his actual class is Dragoon, but he has the jump ability. Uh, yeah, he does. And the dude has, like, all the jump ability. He jumped across the yeah. map and was one-shotting my team yeah. at some point. I think the max uh, jump range is eight. So eight mm-hmm. squares away is pretty far, right? It's really far. And in some of my earlier attempts at this map, he was really just doing that. He was just staying where he was and just jumping on my weaker unit's heads because, of course, he's going to target those. 
and they were just dying right away. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed <laughs> to do? So, I, like I was saying, the the winning strategy was to kind of bait him into a closer range attack with another enemy who was more durable, and then target him with a bunch of magic and shit and just kill him. <laughs> I see. I didn't. I I did have a hard time with this battle, but I mean. I don't, nothing, no specific aspect of it through, uh, stood out to me as being the massive problem. But uh, I have here that I charmed the summoner. So the summoner is really oh. far away. Yeah, um, I tried going for the summoner first because I've got to get rid of this fucker. And then yep. just, that seemed to be the wrong idea, at least in my strategy, because then I was overstretching and yeah. I was just getting killed from both sides. So... I have the teleport ability on my freaking oh boy <laughs> on my freaking uh, thief, and the thief can also steal not only equipment but hearts as well. So I charmed <sighs> the summoner, and that took care of that. I had to like save state scum to make the teleport uh, work because if you every for every square further than your actual move stat, it's like a ten percent penalty to the success rate of the teleport. Uh-huh. So, but I find that I just teleported all the way over there, stole his heart, and okay, good. Don't have to worry about him for at least a little while. Right. Um, and I enticed a knight through the wall. That was pretty cool. That's... <laughs> <laughs> they never saw each other's eyes oh, at all. Fucking, oh Only God. I <laughs> saw them, but they never saw oh. each other. <laughs> just, uh, um, you said something real great. Tone, tone, tone. Just like knock, knock, knock on the wall. Hey, dude, I hear you over there. Why don't you join my side? I'll oh give you God. a dollar. <laughs> Entice them through a wall. That's yeah, great. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, Isalud is with... Then I wrote down story stuff. So Isalud is with the Church of Galapagos. In fact, I don't think I wrote it here, but I wrote it later. I believe Isalud is Wegroff's son, is he not? We find that out later. I think that's correct. I'll just say that it is for now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and where am I? So yeah, Isalud is with the Church of Glabados. I wrote it down as Glabados, so that should be right. And he wants all men to be equals. <laughs> and he thinks that the way to do that is not with uh, dukes, but with the church. So that's why th they are setting the dukes against each other. Or that's what he thinks is the, the best reason to do this, all this is. Uh, is that all men will become equals, you know, under God. So Right, yeah. So there the seems church to be a be growing theme of, well, the uh, existing power, which is this uh, royalty and or the, uh, what do they call it, like the aristocracy or yeah. whatever, uh, those guys are just like hopelessly corrupt and rotten to the core, and it's the church, which is just another overarching institution, is going to come in and... Be, be good. better than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess when you when you claim that you know all your uh, actions are you know based on teachings of God, then <laughs> you believe that, I suppose, right? Sure, I suppose. And uh, Evilise list. What do I have written here? He wants to be. He wants men, all men, to be equals. Ah, quote. Evilise list Ramza and threatens to founder. I wrote that down because it was hard to understand, but I think I wrote it. I, I think I looked it up. But basically, it means uh, Ivelisse is the, in the process of dying, and it's going to die. 
Yeah, I think he was saying that Ivelisse is listing, which is to say it's uh, keeling over to one side like yeah. a ship. It's a metaphor sort of that he's running for. And threatens and, to founder. Yeah. I expected the word flounder to pop up, but it was founder. Yeah, founder is another shipping term where a ship runs aground. Okay, I see. Join us as Delita has, is what he said. So Isolude is with Delita guy. Delita is with these church dudes, I guess, as far mm-hmm. as we know. Um, and uh, Rami Soon. tried to tell him that Cardinal Delacroix got turned into a Lusavi, and he didn't believe him either. Is <laughs> this the least convincing boy on the planet? I guess so. He keeps telling the truth to people, and nobody believes him. Yeah, and that's you're like all the I got. nicest guy. <laughs> right, and, no and that's all I got you. for the Monastery Vault's third level. Right. Next would be the Monastery Vault's first level. Right. Go ahead. So uh, this one I have very few notes for because the damn bo- another boss fight. It's the same guy, right? It's Wegroff this time, is it not? Wait. Oh, is it Wegroff? Let me. I thought it was Isolude again. Hold on. Well, I'll read it and then we'll find out. Wegroff is here too. Only must kill Wegroff. No, it was Regroff. Okay. All right. So it was another boss fight, and in this instance, you're down on the bottom of the uh, map and. He is in a raised position. There's a big wall, a small doorway, a set of stairs in front of both of you. And he's kind of coming at you through the door and I guess coming down to your position. But he fucking runs, at least when I played the game, Mm -hmm. he ran right the hell at me. And then all I did was send my strongest dudes up the staircase and I killed him right away. (laughs) Okay, no problem there. Yeah. Ramza says that he was uh, more honorable before he became a church thrall. Wegroff mm. replies that you just can't understand the hard life because you haven't had it yourself. Um, then Wegroff transforms into Belias. And Simon passes us the scriptures of Germanique, which is freaking awesome. Um, uh-huh. And... Uh, Okay, and then that's what happens there. And then later... So I didn't write anything about the battle itself, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very uh, simple battle. The yeah. story here is more the centerpiece. I think I did the same thing. I think I just kicked Wegroff's ass and didn't worry too much about the the surrounding guys. Okay, and then an outland... So then we're just moving on to like the next cutscene already. So we're done with that area then. And uh, mm-hmm. you're outside, and an outland mage says, Alma is in Riovane's castle. And then it shows a... A cutscene, so I guess you have to go to Revan's castle if you want to uh, save Alma, is what he tells Ramza. And then the next cutscene was at Zeltenia Castle Chapel Ruins, and we see Ovelia. And Ovelia was kept in a monastery, but still there was no peace. Delita vows to burn down this kingdom and build a new one for Ovelia. Interesting. That's right, that was her. She was like, you know opining i guess you could say you know i was kept in a monastery for peace but there was no peace anyway even though i remained in the monastery what was the point of it all and then yeah delita's like i'm gonna burn down this kingdom and build a new one worthy of you (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i'm a little still confused she isn't she actually she's not the real princess ovelia right she was just raised as princess ovelia she's like a holdover from an Older scheme. Plot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So, Do you have anything about that little story bit, or 
Um, just a couple gameplay things in the interim between the next here and the next map is uh, I started to uh, reassign jobs again. I I made one of my guys a thief and another guy a time mage so that I can start unlocking other jobs. And I'm deliberately not looking up because the job wheel opens up the more you get access. Like it's not showing you all the possible jobs. Mm. So I'm not looking online oh. to see what I, ways you can oh. what. So yeah, a long time ago, you're like, how come I can see these jobs, but they're grayed out? I think the way it is, is you can see all the jobs that all of your characters have unlocked. So maybe Ramza has a job that is unlocked. Um, and when you change in another character, it's blacked out. The way, uh, the way I think it works is you can see all the jobs that you could theoretically unlock. Meaning, if you got this job, to level you could four. unlock that job. So it's showing you so it's like the one next step tier. ahead. I Pretty see. much. Yeah. Okay. So given the jobs that you currently have, what jobs can you unlock if you level them up enough? Okay. Here, X, Y, and Z. So it's not showing. I still have a lot that I've heard of that I haven't. Uh, that are not visible, selectable, visible mm. on the wheel. Um, but I know you, you have to level up because it tells you you have to get this class to the or this job to this level. Oh, so I guess you could push select button there too. I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. I didn't think yeah, about you can it press either. select and it'll say you have to have this and this. And Dude, like, that's oh, okay. awesome! I didn't know that. Right. That's oh, so okay. useful. <laughs> Yeah, the the game, when I first started playing this game, I was like, this game doesn't tell you shit. Right. And then I just didn't realize you had to press certain buttons, that, which it never told you to do, in right. fairness. Um, <laughs> and it tells you everything you need to know. For all we know, so, though, it might yeah. tell us somewhere deep in that long-ass tutorial section that <laughs> I didn't play oh, this time it's either. it's so bad. <laughs> that tutorial is so slow. Right, long-winded as hell, right? The, yeah, I played the first part of it and i was like well all right i think i'll just figure this out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I for all we know it says that. anytime you don't know about a thing you can push select on it and maybe it says it in there probably does it but... may do there's a lot of <laughs> tutorials that i did not look at um <laughs> which uh is you know partly my fault I yeah suppose. it's on us right but <laughs> It'd be nice if they designed their tutorials better, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but now that I have an understanding of how the game shows you information, I'm not feeling like I'm in the dark so much anymore. Like, there are very few mechanics that I'm like, why the fuck did this happen? Where initially <laughs> that was like all left and right that was happening to me. I'm like, why the fuck did <laughs> this totally, happen? I'm, I'm totally imagining like somebody like, Hitting you for some amount of damage that you didn't ima couldn't imagine. <laughs> what the like fuck? I was, did that happen? I don't know. It just looks like, so funny. Just to like me. throwing my hands up and being like, "How the fuck am I supposed to know that this guy <laughs> was doing this thing?" Like I didn't even know how to check where oh, right. a, a, a mage was doing their skill. I would just see them like raise their hands. I'm like, "Am I supposed to guess?" Right, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you can find out that information. You can see exactly what they're doing and who to and when it'll happen. And all of it's there. It's just knowing where to get that info is kind of hard. Um, but yeah, so I <laughs> I got some extra jobs that I, like you were saying, I'm not really planning to stick with, but they're going to be like stepping stones into other jobs that I think I might want. So I'm, I'm starting to grow out the job wheel a bit more. 
Um, let me see what else do I have here. So yeah, I'm deliberately not looking up what conditions are required to unlock further jobs. Um, I just know that I'm not seeing them. And they're, I think all the jobs are referenced in the equip menu, like who can equip what. Oh, yeah. There's like two the letters jobs. for each. It's like an abbreviation for every job, right? Uh, no, I think it just shows you all the jobs. <laughs> oh, you go just, to okay, full name. Hit hmm. select on an item like a sword right. or a, a piece of armor. And you hit select and you go to the second page of that pop-up menu. It shows you, it highlights the, um, the names of the classes or the jobs that can equip it. And oh, it's okay. like a big page of job names, most of which I don't have. So if you do that uh, on like a, just a random accessory, then you could probably just see the mm-hmm. entire job list. <laughs> yeah, I think it al- always shows you the job list. It just highlights the ones that can equip it. Oh, I see. Hmm. That's how it works. Um, so I don't think it's really a secret as to how many jobs are in there, but I just don't know how to get to them, but I'm sure I'll find out. Um, like I said in like the very first uh, episode, to unlock any job, you... Uh, you only, the highest level you only have to get to in any uh, other job before it is level three or four. So if you're just not sure what I need, okay, it must be, have to go up to level four right. instead of level three or something, and that's about it. Right. There's only one job that is a special one that requires you to have like level eight squire and level eight chemist. chemist. Oh. But it's, in my opinion, well, I've never tried it, so I can't really say, but it does not sound appealing to me. It's the mimic job. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. I don't want to have any mimics, so I never had interest in that one. Got it. Uh, my next note here, before we get to the next battle, is I did actually read through the scriptures of I was going to ask you about that, dude. Okay. It was awesome, I thought. Cause, like, the I freaking, thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, was it that freaking outland mage? Who, later, we're going to find out his name is freaking Raf Malak, but um, right. was it him that asked you, did you read the scriptures? I think... I said no. And Me too. Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, should I have read the? I actually went back a save and. <laughs> oh, I didn't go them. back a save. I just read them after that. <laughs> yeah, I read them and then I said yes, and it doesn't really change. Right. The dialogue very much. <laughs> That's a kind of a great thing though, because yeah, I didn't expect that the Germanic scriptures was like in the menu where I could select it and do stuff. But that's awesome, actually. And so yeah, I went in there, and I read cool. that, and my mind was getting blown. <laughs> yeah, so it was really cool. Like, they're really giving you a lot more of the backstory now, how a lot of this, you know, the the Braves or the Zodiac Braves, it's all kind of bullshit. And, yeah, you know. I, I just wrote down, like, a very short summary of the uh-huh. important part. I wrote here, Ivalice used to be seven separate kingdoms. And I just wrote this part because I want to mem- remember the names. Fovoham, Lionel. Limberry, Lysalia, Galleon, Zeltenia, and Muland. Ajora, who is the saint of this church, of Saint Church mm-hmm. of Glabado, Saint Ajora, right? Uh, Ajora was a mere mortal, exclamation point, not a god or an angel or whatever. Right. The church said that he led the Zodiac Braves against a demon, but that was a lie. And Simon played the role of the elder, of an elder, just so he could have his library. I wrote that down. <laughs> I think we learned that... I mean, I, that's right. That's right. Because what you're reading, you're not actually reading the scriptures themselves because they're like in another language that only few people know. Right. And, you're reading his notes. Right. You're reading Simon's uh, notes on it. And so he, he wrote from his point of view. 
you know, I, I realized the church was like corrupt and lying to the, to the people all this time, but I just pretended to be an elder because I couldn't do to lose my library. And so he just like loved, I guess, uh, you know, researching all this stuff in his, uh, his huge library. So that's cool. I, that made me, like, I never cared about Simon until I read the Germanic, Germanic scriptures. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good uh, piece of lore building. Um, I think uh, Ramza was like, it's, it's written in this really old-fashioned uh, form of the language, and so I had to rely heavily on Simon's like notes, which were written in the margins, to yeah. understand what it was talking about or whatever. That's right, yeah. Freaking awesome. I'm glad mm. you wrote, read that and found that. Cool. Okay, is all that right. all for that area? Are we on to the next battle I now? Think we're on to the sixth battle now. That's right. That um, would be Grog Heights, which in the original right. was called Grog Hill. Now it's Grog Heights. Um, so this one I actually had forgotten to write down in my notes. I must oh, okay. have beaten it and then moved on and then written notes for the, the seventh fight. That's fine. So I, I remember what it looked like. This one I didn't. Mm. Yeah, I have a. Well, I took a screenshot anyhow. But it's you're at the uh, base of a hill. It's like a multi-tier hill. Yeah. And you're fighting some deserters of I forget what the faction. Southern Sky. The Southern right. Sky. It would be. Isn't that who the? Isn't that freaking in- o- Orin? Doesn't isn't he in the Southern Sky? Yeah. And isn't Orlando well, his uh, Orlando adopt- is his father. Adopted father, yeah. And he's the uh-huh. Lord Commander of the S- Knights of the Southern Sky. That's right. Southern Sky, I think so. Yeah. yeah. One yeah of I wrote the, that down. One of the two, uh, what's it called? Uh, generals or whatever they're called. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The Southern Sky would be working for Goltana side. Correct. Yeah. Right. Larg side is yeah. the Northern Sky with uh-huh. the Lord Commander being our brother Zalbag. Right, right, right. That's right. So yeah. these these are guys who are in the middle of like deserting, and they're like, "Well, wait. If we get this heretic, if we kill him and bring him back, they're gonna, you know, forgive us for deserting." Oh, that's and right. They're yeah. like, "Fuck it, let's get him." And you're just like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> and then, you <laughs> and then you're in the battle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The only note I have about it was that these guys are Southern Sky deserters, and that at the end, you know, Oren talks to Ramza, and uh, Oren says to Ramza, "There are people who would." Who would die for your for you and your cause, Ramza? And I'm one of them. I thought that was, I don't know, hmm. kind of from out of nowhere. I thought like, Oren knows a lot about what Ramza guys are doing. He is an interesting player in this story so far. I don't really know what to make of him. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so yeah. as for this fight, I didn't have very much to go on. It was pretty straightforward from what I recall of it. Yeah, I mean, you're fighting thieves. I mean, we fought thieves in, like, the second battle of the game, too. So we're kind of used to them, I'd say. (laughs) Okay. Next was Yardau Fort City. Um, I don't have... This is the one that I forgot to write. um, (laughs) Well, uh, this was... uh, Yeah, this was tough for me. I had to really go to the drawing board a couple times on this one. So this is a fight where... Um, we'll get to the story part of what's happening in a minute, but this is a fight where you start on the outside of like a perimeter wall with a very narrow gate. Yeah. And unless you have, 
Yeah, and a little staircase, too, inside of it. And uh, unless you have characters that have, like, really high jump, <laughs> you're not getting over that wall. Dude, I don't know that it's possible to have just a normal stat of jump that high. I think you'd have to have the I, ignore height ability, which I... No, I, I think I did it. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, because I purposefully, that was one of the things I ended up doing. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you just jump over Because I, I had to get the hell over that wall. So uh, on the other side of that wall, you're on the outside of that wall in one corner. Uh, and one of the guest characters for this fight starts out in front of that gate. On the other side is not the boss of the map, but like the key fighter of the map. And then uh, like two summoners and two ninjas or whatever they are. Yes, and ninjas are in this one, I believe. Yeah. At least one or two knights. And it's a real shit show of a fight. <laughs> they will just rain bullshit on you from inside of that wall. <laughs> Those ninjas will just throw every sword they ever looked at yep. <laughs> at you from up there. Oh, and man, the summoners nice. are just going to fucking zap the hell out of everything on the outside. And there's like barely enough room to get out of the way of the big ass summoner skills that they throw. Yeah. It's so tough. And even with the really good monk abilities where you can shoot in like a straight line across the whole fucking map. Freaking earth slash or whatever it's called in this version. Really good. Yeah. That's yeah. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite abilities. Wave something wave. Wave Slash? Is that what it's called? Earth Slash? The one in the original is called Earth Slash, even though you don't slash. It's the one where you punch the ground and a freaking Earth Shockwave goes through the ground. Six, and like up a to plus six. direction, potentially. You have to aim it. Okay, I think maybe you're not thinking the same one. The one I'm thinking of is you punch the ground and a shockwave just shoots out up to six tiles ahead of you. And anyone standing in all those six tiles gets hit. Right, but they can't be above a certain elevation. Like yes. within yeah, yeah, probably you're right. Yeah. Right. So that's the same move. That's the one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you can in the beginning of the match, the lot of the enemies tend to line up in that gateway. So I, I smacked a whole bunch of them for like fifty. But you would think, Wow, that's great. But then they all get healed by the fucking summoners who are also healers because yeah. their summoning skill with the Moogle heals really well. Yep. <laughs> Entire groups it heals. <laughs> massive groups and only their team. <laughs> yep. So if you're standing there, you don't get the benefit. <laughs> you don't get a damn thing. And the uh, the enemy uh, Moloch or whatever his name is has really crazy... What class is he? Um, well, he's an original class. What was it called in this game? Nether Seer? Yeah, Seer, Sky Seer. Sky, okay, yeah. In the original one, he was Sky called a Seer. Hell Knight, and Rafa is mm. going to be called a Heaven Knight, but yeah. Okay. Say, say so his class again. So they have really crazy abilities. I think it's called the Sky Seer, but maybe that's what her class is That's called. her one. His is the probably Nether Seer or something like that. Something like that. Right. So he has this ability that... Hits like random tiles within yeah, a range that that's he picks. Exactly, yes. And it uh, could hit the same tile multiple times. Yeah, it's a random number of hits in random spaces in the attack range. It's pretty crazy. Right. It's a pretty crazy move. He's a really strong. You want to probably get rid of him sooner rather than later, but really it was these ninjas and summoners safe behind this wall that were just like. 
a total shit show for me. Raining down the bullshit, as you say. (laughs) Pretty much. So until I was able to, I think I put some kind of accessory on Ramza to get him over that wall and to get in there and kill those damn summoners. And I think I just kind of struggled my way through it and probably was one of those scenarios where I had like a guy who was like about to die, who was knocked out on the ground. And then I got the last guy type of thing. Hmm. It was a real rough fight. So uh, I, I wrote here, I had to grind out this one. Uh, I built up my first dragoon. So that helped a lot for cool. this fight. Um and now, I know you mentioned this in one of the last episodes. I just noticed the turn order indicator next to the characters' names. Yeah. <laughs> I know you mentioned it, but I didn't realize exactly where it was. So that's another piece of useful information for sure. Yeah. That will definitely cut down on the amount you have to go into looking at the AT menu. menus or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, I, I didn't really do. I mean, I don't have any notes about it except for a story note. And, uh, uh, hmm. but I did have every battle. Most of the battles in this chapter, I died like three times. So it's not like it was a walk in the park or anything. And um, yeah, the, I do remember though the first time I was like, okay, I'll just block the doorway with my ninja. Who, who? Oh. Anybody who goes directly up to her will get parried into oblivion <laughs> with my two daggers that have forty percent parry rate. But uh, yeah, that, that didn't matter. <laughs> that didn't help at yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> no. And this is the first time I encountered ninjas that have dual wielding. So I was like, oh, okay, let me just kind of face tank a couple of these ninjas. And then I noticed them taking two hits. I was like, I can't absorb two hits. This is bullshit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, it was so rough. And between that and throwing their items at you, it's so hard to play like a defensive position. And then, I don't know if this happened for you, or maybe it's supposed to happen, if you kill Moloch, or make him retreat when you deal enough damage, yeah. uh, Rafa just kind of runs away. Yeah, I believe she doesn't... I, yeah, I think that's what happened to me, too. She just, like, stops participating in the fight. I'm like, I could really oh. use the help over here. <laughs> oh, she didn't teleport away? She just stopped helping, huh? No, she, like, ran to a corner of the f- battlefield and kept skipping her turn well she probably well that's interesting yeah i don't know maybe that was just a weird ai glitch or something maybe um, i think it may have been because occasionally she would walk up and like potion one of my guys but i'm like could you do this more like please <laughs> it was really frustrating well if she gets too involved uh you're gonna you might get in trouble because the the battle condition was protect rafa was it not right yeah. So she was doing, I guess, an okay job of staying out of the fray, but it, she had some decent uh, skills. I'm like, I'll make sure you don't die if you could also make sure I don't fucking die. Yeah. It was it was a little silly because toward the end where it was her and like a couple of my guys, I'm like, I need every ounce of firepower I could use here. And she was just standing in a corner, skipping her turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has the same, uh, you know, uh, that same... Whatever that ability yeah. is called, as her brother. And the first couple turns, she was places. using it. Yeah, and it was effective. And I'm like, could you do more? <laughs> really, um, Rafa, who's going to join your party after this, I'll just go ahead and say it to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, she's uh, kind of famous for having the l- lowest brave stat among characters mm. that you can get. And so I'll tell you another really weird mechanic that neither of us are bothering to use in this playthrough right now. Um, 
There's an ability called Move Find, but I don't think it's called that in this version. But I think it's a chemist ability. And, uh, I think uh, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's yeah. a movement ability, and it's the ability where if you happen to be standing on a tile where an item is hidden in the grass, you'll find it. But if you don't have that ability equipped, you don't you don't find it. So you and I have just been going through, um, you know, maps never finding random items on the ground, right? Right. But maybe you saw once because I saw it once a knight from the enemy team step on a tile and right before they took their turn, right after they stopped moving, like, boom, they just picked up an item and then pocketed it. Like, whoa, what was that? Um, so that's the move find ability. And it's really freaking weird the way it works. There are two possible items. I think the way it works is there are four items in every map and every square that has the item has one of two items that you can get, the common and the rare. And oh listen to this. This is so weird. Your chance of getting the the chance of getting the common item, I believe, is equal to your brave with just a percent sign stuck on it. So the lower your chance of getting the lower your brave, the higher your chance of getting the rare item, which is the only item worth getting because the rare the common items are like freaking Phoenix Downs and potions and stupid stuff. Oh boy. So that's weird, huh? So a lot of uh, I've seen I've heard, you know, guides and stuff say Rafa is a good person to use for the move find ability. <laughs> Interesting, mm, huh? <laughs> mm, mm. Okay. Uh, do you know if there are like really good items that you can find? Um, I think I looked through a list of like the story battles, and I think I didn't see anything too crazy. But it's end game when when you're in uh, going to battles that aren't permanently missable. Actually, luckily, <laughs> uh, that you can get the most crazy stuff. So like when you're at the end of the game, and you know you. You can access any of the any of the maps that you can access again in battle. Of course, you can go there. But there's also like a secret dungeon at the end, which is like insanely hard. And if you want to go through there, there's a whole bunch of crazy things in there that you can get. And you'd have to just look them up. And then you'd also want to uh, lower Rafa's brave as much as possible. And you can get some insane weapons in there. But I don't really remember what any of them are specifically sure. but i was looking at a list of well what's on the story battles because a lot of those are missable you go in there and you don't ever go back to them and it just looks like it's like a sword that's like one one or two battles stronger than the one that like you're going to get that same sword available for purchase at the shops in two sure. battles from now so not that big of a deal right saves you some money i guess right yeah if you're into this sort or of thing but i'm busy you know stealing people's stuff and enticing <laughs> yeah. people with entire you know, entire sets of equipment that I'm getting right. for free. So I don't even need uh, to save any more money. <laughs> so I have a couple uh, um, story Just I just wrote down. Mm -hmm. uh, Grand Duke Barrington also wants the throne or at least to be the regent. And Grand Duke Barrington is the guy who uh, found Moloch and Rafa and took them in, I guess, because they became orphans. Right. Um. And uh, Malak and Rafa are Galthinas, whatever kind of person that is. And uh, Rafa threatens us with an exploding frog. He freaking possesses a frog. That's and the right. frog, the frog talks to us, come to Rio Vane's castle or whatever, something like that. And then it, the frog explodes, poor froggy. <laughs> I had fucking singing. I had, I was just like raised my eyebrows that entire scene. I'm like, what? He used a okay. frog to talk. <laughs> Inhabited a frog, or was it an illusion? Or <laughs> why is he able to do this? <laughs> yeah. 
Good point. Why is he able to do that? I don't know. Did he just appear as himself, or did he have to do a frog? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so next battle is the Yugu Wood, or in the original, it's called the Hmm. Yuguo Wood. And I just wrote that it's the... I didn't write any other comment other than it's the ghosts from people who died in the 50-year war. Right. Yeah, this is a side battle. There's no story real close association with this it's uh it was also as far as battles go pretty straightforward there's a pretty flat area that you're in with a couple bumps here hills here and there and a big tree in the middle and then you're fighting a bunch of ghosts which means a lot of them can teleport um a couple of them are ghost mages so they're just mages that float that float Um, a little bit see-through yeah (laughs) a little bit see-through and that's it um i didn't have too much trouble with that fight I think if you want to, you could use uh, you could exploit the uh, mechanic that's in most Final Fantasy games, which is using life magic and stuff on ghosts. I mm. didn't do that, but I think you can do that in this game as well. Mm-hmm. Next battle, the ninth battle, was at r- the gates, the outside gates of Riovane's castle. Yeah. Um, where you fight freaking Malak, and uh, there's like one of the outstanding things for me. I don't know why, just it surprised me for some reason. There's like there's like, you know, there's the gate and then there's the castle and then like there's the pond or the moat or whatever. And freaking, there's like a little outcropping pillar of rock and then a space and then another outcropping pillar of rock. <laughs> I so know like, what you're going to say. So like there's a, like a little space that if you put somebody uh-huh. in there, it'd be hard for you to see them. And I yep. remember freaking the hell out when somebody, when a freaking knight popped out yeah and he was floating he was wearing floating boots so that he could stay above the water i was like whoa (laughs) that was so cool that was i had the opposite uh reaction at the time i was like ah fuck you you didn't like the guy in there because you can't angle the camera to to look in there yeah to so unless you were knowing to like look there as the camera's panning around you wouldn't see him (laughs) yeah and i i didn't see him i did i was surprised yeah (laughs) I yeah. thought that was kind of funny in hindsight as well. Um, but yes, this is a fight where you start out on... Well, you start out in two locations, one of those fights. Yeah. And you have a... a one is a near tomb. the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you have a tomb that's up on the bridge near the gate to the castle, I guess. And then you have another tomb that's smaller down to the on left the of the bridge on land. Both of them are across from the castle itself which has higher ground and archers and archers where all the enemies are and boy oh boy are there archers do they exist it's like three of them right yeah Mm -hmm. quite a few (laughs) and then Moloch is there doing those crazy abilities that he has there's a bunch of knights that are like we said floating in the water and (laughs) up on the bridge Mm. Uh, a pretty rough fight and I don't know how it went for you, but uh, Rafa died uh, in one of the runs that I was doing. And if she does die, Malik goes away. Well, that, that that that's a cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I don't. I forget what he says, but it's something to the effect of, wow, why do we have to do this? And then he teleports away. So that made the fight quite a bit easier. Yeah. I suspected maybe I lost like an extra reward or something. I don't know if you did. Um, I haven't heard about anything. I'm not sure if maybe. I did either. Mm-hmm. But 
they both teleported away basically so i'm like oh well he was one of the bigger problems i was having on this map so then from there i was able to kind of condense myself down on that land portion and then pick off some of the guys uh remotely with uh my own ranged attacks and then eventually i just kind of bum rushed one of my guys probably ramza with higher uh movement up the castle wall and to pick off the um the archers so let me just see what i wrote here um so yeah i had my dragoon um I had him put in a lot of work with the jump skill because when you're fighting these archers, they have to stand still too, so they they often aren't moving. Uh, and by this point, I also had a summoner, so that guy was putting in a ton of work to kind of clear out large areas. And um, at this point, I was trying to get Ramza trained up to become a samurai. So cool. now, <laughs> at, at this point, he was a thief but he was like doing no damage. So I was having a harder time than I probably should have because I was in the middle of like leveling him up. Yeah, leveling up. So that's the thing I was talking about all the last time, right? Leveling up as mm-hmm. a thief that you don't plan to be, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I I had a hard time as I, expect, as I expected, but uh, I got through it. I think in the end I moved my uh, black mage like just right up to the castle gate and then even though the archers are way up higher than the castle gate, turns out black magic doesn't have any restrictions on height differences. So, like, nope. yeah, so I just, like, from way down there, I just hit some, a couple archers, tw- two archers at once with, like, lightning, um, and that helped wh- whittle them down a bit. And all the archers were women, so I couldn't charm any of them <laughs> because you can only char- charm members of the opposite sex, and my right. ninja is a woman, so... uh. Maybe I charmed a knight, a male knight or something in this one, but yeah, uh, I don't have any other, and I don't have any other um, notes about this battle. On the fight, yeah, I, yeah. I remember it being pretty hard. Um, I had to redo this one a couple times, like a few times. Yeah, I think it took me three tries as well as all of these did. Okay, and next, all right, the next two <laughs> battles combined. Whew. No, no, no. The next battle, I want to say, the next battle has got to be the hardest battle quite possibly in the whole game. This is unbelievably... For starters, I'm already misleading you guys. It's not one battle. It's two battles. Yeah. Like, in one battle, sort of. So you're going to go inside the castle keep, and you're going to have a one-on-one battle of Ramza versus Wegroff as a human, now. And I just wrote, pretty freaking hard. May require special (laughs) tactics. I saved before it. <laughs> That's all I wrote. Yeah. And I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff to try to figure out what to do here. I was, I had, so Ramza, right? So in, in my case, I have an orator with a gun. And I also have on him the uh, knight, whatever it's called, the battle skill set, the knight set where you can do like speed rend or speed break and stuff like that. So what I was doing was oh. speed breaking his ass to try to make him really slow. And the cool thing about doing it with a gun is you can do it from, like, basically any distance, which is pretty cool. Sure. Um, and eventually I beat it. But the problem is, after that, you're going to go straight into... He's going to transform into Belias and summon three freaking demons to, to help him. And you're going to go directly into that battle. 
But before we go into that battle, how about your one-on-one battle? Oof. All right. So uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll read what I wrote here. Mm. So, like you were saying, this is a one-on-one fight, and it's essentially it's like a puzzle fight. Because it really, you can't do like a blow for blow. No, I, I would imagine it's not designed for that. Maybe you could if you were just like grinding your face off, but odds are that wasn't what they intended. That's certainly not what I was capable of. Um, so at this point, uh, I had saved stated myself into kind of a bad spot. So I could go back and grind if I needed to, but not without redoing that last uh, Battle, fight. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't want to do because it was really hard. Right. Uh, now, luckily, I had just enough things at my disposal to get through this fight as is. So what was so, you, what'd you end up doing? Hmm. So this is interesting. Okay. Um, I used um, regeneration. I had just enough white mage job points to learn oh. regeneration. So at the end of every fight or round you automatically cast regen on yourself and gain back a reasonable amount of hit points. Okay. Uh, uh, as my reaction skill, which is reaction whenever you lose uh, HP. Um, and then that plus the chakra heal, because I, I switched him back to being a monk, mm-hmm. so I could actually do damage. Um, that was keeping me alive. Then... What I kept doing was I exploited the way his AI works. So, Wegraph in this fight has a ranged sword that does like a crazy amount of damage. It was doing like a stupid amount yeah. of damage to me, r- ranged. He also exactly. has a um, that same monk skill that we were talking about that hits in a line. Oh, the Earth's Earth one, yeah. Yeah. So, um,. Basically, what I did was I ran up to him, had him run to me, do that big sword attack skill, which then triggered my regen, so I healed maybe about half of that back. Uh, Then I ran away as far as I could go, because the thing is, here's what was happening. He was running up at me, doing the attack, then he would run away. Mm. If I let him do his attack on the same turn that's why i ran to him i see so i would run to him i'm getting it mixed up a little bit i would run to him so he wouldn't have to move okay he would then do his attack and then his his secondary action he would run away right then i would run away go all as far away from him as i could then i would cast uh well first i would heal then i would do tailwind on myself uh speed up okay Mm-hmm. And so I would tailwind myself, then he would come closer to me, but he still couldn't reach me. Then I would come closer to him so that he wouldn't have to move. He would do his attack, I would take damage, regen, he would back up, I would back up, then I would heal, then I would tailwind. You only have to tailwind once to be able to act for me, to be able to act twice to his one move. So you only need nine speed to be able to have two turns to his one. Oh, so he only has like four or five, four speed then? Is that what you're Something telling? Something like that. It's yeah. quite slow. So once you get nine speed or more, you're going twice and he's going once. Okay. Now, I tailwinded a couple extra times just to be safe. I Because you can do this indefinitely. You can, or at least yes. 
I could because I had the heals, I had the regen active and chakra plus on my second turn I was tailwinding. So without chakra and regen both going, I would have wiggled he would have wiggled me down eventually. That's pretty um, that's a sweet freaking strategy, dude. You I it, mean the fact of yeah, course it was barely working because occasionally he would crit. Oh and then I'd be like almost dead. Wow. <laughs> so I was doing this, doing this. Then I would focus instead of tailwind. So that shout in the original translation, which buffs your attack. So I did that a bunch. Oh, you did I the attack style. buffing one too. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's focus in I, this one. It's called focus. Yeah. So um, I did that however many times I did it, and then I one shot him. <laughs> and then you one shot him. <laughs> I think. Yep. That so that that must have set you up really good for part two because I think all those stat buffs on Ramza stayed applied, did they not? They do. Okay, so cool. Because um, we can go into it. Uh, let me just see what else I wrote here. Um, okay. Okay, so I focused up enough to where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna bop him on the head, and whatever. Then I got to the second phase of the fight, so we can get into that now if you want. Okay, well, I want to. I want to say, um, uh, after or listening more to of what your, you did here. um, so what did I do? Yeah, I was. Uh, I said what I did, which I just freaking tried to speed break him and stay far sure. away from him, and then I did tailwind myself a couple times. Yeah, what else did I do though to to really do a good job? I mean, I think I might have magic braked him once to try to make his attack do less damage, hoping that it was a magic attack. I don't remember if that worked. But I somehow stayed far enough away from him because the gun reaches unbelievably far. So yeah. so that was help, helping me out a lot. Um, but now that I hear your, uh, that you used regenerate and stuff, I think a really, really, and you only need nine speed to go twice to his one. I think a really, really solid way would be something like uh, just simply a knight with white magic and you cast regen and then you hit him once with the sword on one turn and then you just heal yourself with the other turn. But uh, in my case, if my freaking Ramza was a sword user, there's one really, really sweet thing I could have done. Um, I, ha I do have, from all this enticing and uh, stealing from enemies, I do have one completely rare, unique item. And that was when we fought freaking Gafgarian maybe the first time at the gallows, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And whatever the name of the sword was, I can't remember, but that sword that he has, it's called the blood sword, that's right. I have a blood mm -hmm. sword. And it's not particularly strong, but the thing, dude, every time you hit with it, the amount of damage you deal, you also heal, yo. That would have been a sick freaking strategy Ooh. to use there, but yeah. but I, had, I was only using guns, so. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead, let's go into the part two. Go ahead, you can go first. So, yeah, like you were saying, part two loops right in from part one of this fight. This is still, I guess, technically the same battle since you kept all the. Yeah, I mean, no. you kept all your yeah, speed yeah, yeah, ups yeah. and stuff, right? Um, there is a battle after this, though. There's another one, but for now, this battle is just. Well, what are you saying right. about I'm, that? I, I, I think I wrote my notes wrong a little oh. bit here but uh so now i know what's going on um yes okay so uh yeah we're fighting so belias and three <sighs> freaking demons right so um 
the fight does transition directly and you get your party members who you initially queued up for the fight. Like it's kind of a, a trick initially. Like you're, they give you the option to pick your standard five guys and then it's just you and, and we grasp. Right. And you're like, what, what happened? I can't do this by myself. And then after you manage to get past this, your guys come in and he's like, oh, we're not fighting alone anymore. All right. And he warps in <laughs> two of his own guys. Yeah. Or three of his three own of guys them. or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this went really poorly my first time. <laughs> oh, Like man. really poorly. And what I had to do initially, you would think I'd be set up really well for that first fight. And I would have been if I had kept the loop going longer. But uh, I didn't. Wasn't, and wasn't fast and strong enough, huh? Not quite. Enough to hit him twice and then get just like fucking wrecked right. by all three of the dudes up there. And I think what I actually did was I hit him a couple times. I may have gotten hit by him, and then I backed up to get him closer to my guys. And, you know, he casts these crazy, gigantic, wide-reaching, I guess they're summons or something. He casts the freaking Cyclops summon, which is one of the strongest ones in the whole game. And it I don't know about you. But anybody caught in the Cyclops summon was one shot for me. It's gone. Yeah, I think I had a Dragoon who I was... The only people who were not dying were the people who were fast enough to get out of the way. Right. And uh, (laughs) that meant my White Mage and probably my Black Mage, if I'm remembering right, were just not... Dude, that son of a bitch was like... I I had people staying far away because Ramza has a gun. He can stay really far away. I have... My black mage who can no, my ninja who can teleport so she can get out of there anytime. And my freaking dragoon who can jump into the air. So I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and move into range, but then I'll jump into the air and I won't be able to get targeted. And freaking the dude like totally timed his Cyclops summon to happen right after my dude descended, man, and he got killed. Or she got killed. <laughs> right. So uh, I ended up in a similar scenario on my first run and or my first attempt at this second part. And I accidentally overwrote the wrong save file. Oh my God. Like the worst possible time, dude. (laughs) Pretty much. And got myself locked into a portion of the fight. Yeah. Of the second fight. Yeah. Where I just had like very few options. Like I was, all right, what can I possibly do to rescue this? Yeah. And I think what I did was I tried a whole bunch and just thought, all right, I can. Because what I didn't want to do was go back to that first uh, Wygraph fight. I was luckily enough, I still had a save from after the castle fight. I didn't go all the way back to that. But I was afraid maybe I would. So essentially what I did is what you probably would recommend, which is just do that buffing loop more uh yes <laughs> and then that was able to get me to hit uh belias for such a high amount of damage that it wasn't you know wasn't a problem but for a minute there i wasn't sure i was going to be able to do that and i was like struggling real hard to like rescue that save slot <laughs> dude the exact same problem although i didn't like i thought it was fine with the way i saved and i did have a save 
from you know on the world map, but that means I'd have to go through the outside the gates of Rio Vane's castle battle with Moloch again. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Right. So I just kept trying to find ways. I was safe scumming like crazy, trying all this crazy yep. stuff, and what yep, yep, even. Yep. What eventually worked, I thought I could like rage on him and maybe that would, I would work. But I, dude, though, there's no way you're going to beat, unless you have some insane damage output, there's no way you're going to kill Belias before those three demons come and re- wreak no. havoc on you. So no. I was like, okay, I have to take out the demons first. There's no way around it. You and actually so, did that? I did that. I mean, I don't, how else, what did you do eventually? I mean, I, I buffed myself enough to the point where I could take him out. Oh, you just took him out before. So you went up. Directly I to did him. Tailwind and, him. and then focus a lot. Right. Like I did it against uh, him before he transformed. I don't know how many times I ran that loop, but enough to really get scary because he critted me a few times. Right. And if he gets two crits in a row, I would die. So I was just really rolling the dice at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. What I ended up doing was like, man, I was just like trying to be as careful as possible the whole time, and I kept restarting. But what eventually happened was, uh, first thing I would do is I take my ninja always goes before anybody else, like even any enemy. No, nobody's gone before my freaking ninja. She's amazingly fast, apparently. And I can, they don't have any weapons to steal, yo. <laughs> so, but you, right. yeah, but you can charm the monsters. You can't charm any boss ever. But you can charm the hench demons. So, and basically, the way to decide which one to charm is not the one that has the highest chance of success. No, whichever one's going to take the turn next. <laughs> so, I moved just like, and she can teleport. So I teleported way far away from Belias, but close to the demons. So she was totally in demon range of of fire. Um, but uh, and I just uh, charmed the first demon that was going to act. And then I took Ramza and I took Ramza to like the right side and I from far away I speed broke. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I speed broke Belias like crazy. I have two people using that uh speed break or that speed rend ability. Mm-hmm. Um and one of them is a two dual wielding knight, so that means they'll do the attack twice. So one Ramza and and one knight uh with all success, that's like three times I've broken Belias's speed, and that's minus six speed. So Whoa. so that prevented Belias from taking lots of turns, but still the first turn he ripped he he ripped some people to shreds either with an attack or with freaking um uh Cyclops. Cyclops was the biggest problem for me. Yeah, it's a real bullshit. Yeah, but thanks to uh you know um charming a demon, you know, he used that one really scary ass you know, people, souls screaming, ah, ability. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Uh, use that on another demon. But for some reason, he didn't use it on Belias, even while he was still charmed, and instead used it on one of my guys. And I don't know why. I guess they won't turn huh. against Belias, Belial, Belias, yeah. But they will turn against each other when they're charmed. So that's interesting. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just lots of, uh, re, uh, lots of, uh, Reloading save states until I finally got not killed. <laughs> yeah, it, it was tough. Before I, I did another go at it, I was trying every which way to like hide up on the sides because this map is one staircase. Huge. It's not huge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because it's so small. It's a staircase that runs down 
you start at the bottom, he starts at the top in both phases of the fight, and then on the edges of the staircase are little like walkways that you could go up potentially, and then in the middle of the between the staircase and those walkways is like a moat. So yeah. it, your your movement options are extremely limited, and if you're going to stand anywhere, it's you know it's you're going to have a hard time running away from area of effect abilities, which is all they do. Mm. So it's it's a really rough fight. I'm not sure Indeed. what they expect you to do. I feel like it's one of those things <laughs> where right. it's like you have to find a way to choose it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if we had lots of good white magic, they're probably weak to holy or something, right? Probably if you had. So I read hmm. online actually. There, everything I read online about this because I was really having a hard time with it. Hmm. Um, I came up with my own uh, strategy, just kind of bit looking at what I had, what resources I had. But people were like, "Well, if you do this and this and this, it'll it's a piece of cake." And I'm like, oh, "I can't do any of that." So, like, what did they say? Yeah. What did they say? So, if you have a chameleon cloak, okay, I don't have that, that either. An, uh, exactly. Uh, that prevents uh, Wygraph from doing that sword attack. What? What is a chameleon cloak? What does it do? It makes you immune to whatever the damage type oh, or, resi- or highly whatever. resistant. Yeah, mm. to whatever the damage type of that move is. Okay. He could still do the move and it would still damage you, but his AI is like, no, that's not the right move. Uh, I'm going to do that's my cool. monk skills, which are way weaker. Okay. And then I didn't read up on what the popular strategy is for the second half of the fight because I was able to figure that one out. Okay. But the first half is... It's tough. It's I. I mean, I don't know if it happens again, but it's the first one-on-one they put you in in this game. Yeah. Um. So I was also curious, and I, so I went and checked what HB HC Bailey, the Let's Player, does, mm. and his whole thing is that he gets like every secret and he learns every mechanic, but he but he tries not to just like grind. He never like grinds mindlessly. He just does everything that the game has to offer and tells sure. you everything that's in the game. And so I was expecting a really solid freaking strategy where if you have... Because he's freaking... Um, uh, he prepares really well for every every battle. Like, he goes and changes classes before every battle and stuff. And so I'm expecting that he's going to be like, yeah, so if you use this ability in this class, then they won't be able to do this to you and it'll be no problem. I expect... Dude, he did the same <laughs> thing you did, dude. He just oh, really? Fre- yeah. He, it didn't work at all. Like, he just freaking... <laughs> he just uh, kept uh, he, uh, speed upping himself and focusing himself during the Wii graph part. And then mm. <laughs> like, what? So I was very lucky because that would not have worked if I didn't have exactly enough job points for my white mage uh, job. Regenerate, yeah. To, to learn regenerate. Crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't have had enough healing. Okay. Okay, so I'll read my notes. Battle against Belias. Super freaking hard is what I wrote. Can one-shot multiple guys with Cyclops. (laughs) Yep. Isilud, this is after, this is a story. Isilud decided that the stones are evil. He finally decided to listen to Ramza, huh? Isilud is Wegraf's son. He gives Ulma his aura sight. That's right, as he's dying, his Zodiac Stone. Mm Mm-hmm. Then Falmarv shows up, wants to kill Alma, but then his stone reacts, 
for whatever reason to her. Oh, right. Wait. Yeah, I don't know why. Is it because she's holding Weegroff's one? I'm not sure, but his stone reacts and instead decides to just kidnap her instead. Like that was important. That yeah, I think it's react. actually it's, it's reacting to her for some reason. Oh, what could that mean? Yeah. Okay. All right. And now we're finally at the last battle of this chapter. On the okay. roof of Rio Vane's castle is freaking uh what's his name? The Marquis Grand Murray. Well, wait, Grand Duke Barrington is up there, the guy who supposedly who you know who saved uh Marlock and Rafa when they were little kids from being orphans and raised them up as his own. Oh, right. Right. And uh so what do I have here? I'll go ahead and just read. Marlock, okay, if I just read this, it's actually kind of hard to understand for the, for the audience who didn't play the game. So he's up there, and he's, like, getting, what happened? Freaking Marlock and Rafa are like, dude, you didn't, you didn't just raise us up out of the goodness of your heart. You actually burned our village so that you could make us orphans and then took us in, didn't you, kind of scene. And uh, <laughs> freaking... Uh, he gets mad. He's like, whatever, dude. You guys, I hate you guys now for like turning on me after all this. Tries to shoot Rafa. Moloch jumps in front and takes the bullet for him, for her. And he's about to die. He's laying down on the ground. And then after that, a lady walks up. We're on the roof of the castle. But this lady, who's also on the roof, walks up behind big, huge, fat-ass Grand Duke Barrington. She picks him up with one <laughs> hand, lifts him off the ground with her one arm, and with one arm, throws him off the freaking roof of the castle, dude. Tosses him over her shoulder. And just, right. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. And Ramza at that moment says, be careful, you guys. They aren't humans. And I'm like, what? Right. What are they? And, you know, you can go on with the cursor and look at them, and they have normal names, but... I don't know. What are they? Robots? What are they? I don't know what they are. <laughs> I assume they're demons or something. Yeah. Um, throws and Ramza says they aren't humans. Okay. And then I wrote, Hugh, almost killing just one of them ends the battle. And thank freaking God. Because, yeah. Right. So you fight. The battle is against freaking, uh, what's his name? Limberry, something Limberry. Marquis oh, Limberry. Marcus, Marcus Elmdor of Limberry. Sorry, Marcus Elmdor. And uh and then his two female companions, which are robots or demons or something, not normal humans. Robot demon. Yeah. And uh holy crap, do they just have unbelievable damage output potential, yo. It's like <sighs> yeah. how are you ever gonna beat this battle? And I stole freaking Elmdor's sword and that helped a lot but right i haven't checked it out yet uh but uh but what about those two ladies (laughs) on inhuman ladies um you got any comments about this one yeah so i uh i initially sat back in disbelief as i watched the game kill itself what do you mean i Mm. when because you start with rafa and you have to ostensibly she can't die Oh, is is that um, the was it was it protect Rafa? Was that the I believe it objective? is objective? Okay, yeah. When I started the fight, they all go as is customary in this fucking game. All the enemies go, and your support characters go before you do. Maybe all my guys are just fucking slow, but yeah. If you had a ninja, you go, could go first, <laughs> right? And then 
as they're going, they just fucking kill her. And they didn't even move. They killed her before I took a single action. Oh, they killed Rafa before you took a single action? Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was game over? I'm just... And it was fucking game over. And okay, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. Is this unwinnable? Did I glitch the game out? I, I, I thought for a minute like it's a cutscene match where it's like, oh, she's right. going to die. And it's going to be like, wow, Dude. okay, whatever. So, so you like, just wait re- a minute. So you reloaded so I, the save state, right? I reloaded the save state, and thankfully, it, it decided not to do the same thing. Holy once. crap, dude! I guess that didn't happen to me because my ninja goes first, and immediately I just like save scummed the success of stealing Marquis mm-hmm. Elmdor's sword, and that helped right. his first turn. Be so that. De- Evil. Brings me to my point again, which I brought up before, is that the random number generation seed in this game is not like Fire Emblems, where it is random. It must be randomly creating outcomes on the fly every time an outcome can occur. What do you mean? So, I mean yeah, what do you mean? Well, when you go to steal something and it doesn't work, you're reloading that state and then just hitting the button again, right? I I understand what you're saying here now, but I have always assumed that if I press it at exactly the same moment as I every time that the output outcome would that be the be same. That may be true. Cuz right it, the, the the same moment in real time. That's what I mean. Yeah, so I'm assuming right, right cuz it doesn't seem to be based off of you pushing buttons or moving or taking actions, you can right. stay. It's like you said, yeah. You can. It says you have forty percent chance to steal, and you can be in the. All you have to do is push the circle button to push yes mode uh-huh. right there. Save the state. Click it. You fail. Reload it. And I just waited a second and then clicked it and then it worked. So right. I don't know mm-hmm. if. Um, yeah, I. I, I assuming know time that, is actually playing a, a role. I think what's happening is it may that may be the case, but I think what's happening is it's creating that random generated number on the fly as the action right. executes. But um, how does it create it? Like it it, it doesn't actually it, it, random it, right? It picks well, it from some parameter somewhere, and so I'm assuming. Well, what, yeah, time what, is the, the only computers. The way computers do it is they they have an algorithm they run. Because computers don't know what random is, so right, there, exactly. there's some algorithm that runs that determines, you know, what yeah. random is. You know, the random generation seed is like as close to random as, for practical purposes, we can get. Right. We don't know what the outcome is, so effectively, it's random. Yeah, effectively. And, it is. Right. So the difference in the way this can be done is when does it run that algorithm? Does it run it every time an action can occur or does it run it once? And like when you push all, the button or something. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Right, or beforehand in a way so that all of the actions that spider out of that random C then have set outcomes from there. And that is how Fire Emblem does it. Which one does so, the Fire Emblem do? Fire Emblem does the one I just said, where it runs the algorithm beforehand. Okay. And then afterward, it, you would never encounter this realistically unless you were using save states. Right, right, of course. Um, so in that instance, if this were Fire Emblem and you could do this in that game, you would always fail. The only way that you could get it to not fail 
would be to back out of the menu that, and do something and then try again? Not even that. Not it's even all that. based on real actions in the match. So if you were in that exact same scenario, the only other way to get it to run another seed is to do any other major action at all or have another character do mm-hmm. another major action, which means move one square, attack, use an item, something okay. that would cause the turn to move over. Right. So, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. So it just depends on what they tying the random number to. Mm-hmm. And in, right. So you're saying that, that in Fire Emblem, that it's dictates, only it's major actions. Everything. Right. So you can't just go into a menu and like flip some pages around. or right. You have to advance the game's turn forward Somehow. one. Yeah. For it to then run the algorithm, and then all the possibilities that can occur off of that are now set. So crits will always crit in that world. Yeah, in that world. <laughs> uh, yeah. Misses will always miss. Yeah, and so on. You have to take another um, turn and then mm-hmm. come back to it I, I in order to do it, and so you know, or mm. even take another route to get to that character. Oh, yeah. So if you're going to move your character and then attack, if you move them in a different way... That might change it, too. That generates a different seed as well. Okay, so what... In the case of uh, me stealing Elmdor's weapon, I walk up to him, I save right on the execute the action to steal the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like 40% chance or whatever to get yep. it. And I save state right there. I click it, it fails. I reload the state, wait a second, and then click it. Is time not the thing that's just pushing forward the, like... In this game, it might be. I don't know. I mean, if what I just said is the situation, isn't time the only thing that could be possibly be it? I mean, No, it could be running the algorithm every time you press yes. But it runs the algorithm, it, 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 but it nothing has changed, the algorithm. Right? Well, no, but the algorithm itself is... Ran- I guess, you know what? I see what you're saying. Because right. it's the same instance of that. It, right? I don't know it's the same about instance, yeah. how it works. So I, I'm assuming that, like, I'm assuming that what's right. happening here is that with every every frame, second or frame or clock, well, not clock tick, uh, every frame like, or something, it's just cycling through these numbers. And you may be right. Yeah, forty percent of them are the success number. Is what I was that assuming. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, well, so that didn't happen twice. Thankfully, Thankfully, the random, uh, however it works in this game, didn't fuck me over twice. I was very shocked that was even possible. Yeah, that's evil. (laughs) She she was getting ganged up on by both of those women. Mm. And I'm like, there's no... She she was getting, like, slammed on the first turn. I'm like, wait a minute. There's no way she's going to survive the second attack. And she didn't. Yeah, like, (laughs) every hit they do is, like, insanely powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think and, uh, I think one of them has like an instant death move too. <laughs> probably. So I, you start off. This all takes place on a roof, as you were saying, and your team starts kind of down the end of the roof, and yeah. Rafa's more toward the middle of it, and the enemies are up on the pitch of the roof, kind of. Yeah. And there's a little back way that you can go along like a sort of like a, um, like an awning or something to go up back up the other end of the roof. If you want, I had a couple guys making their way up there. Like I had my dragoon and someone else like climbing up that way as Ramza and maybe one other one or a mage or something was parked down below to get up the, the main way. 
Mm. And just like you, luckily I found out, oh, you just have to do some damage to, to one of I them. I guess one yeah. of them. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we're done here. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Like that, they did such a good job of making, of making, of creating the, the fear in the player, for, of me anyway, of like how powerful these guys are going to be. When you have to fight them later, I spoiled it. <laughs> oh. Right? You have to fight them later. Aren't you just dreading that fight now? I would hope I am a lot stronger than I am now because woof. Yeah, because they do that a lot in games, right? They make you you have to die to a battle, and then uh, and then you're gonna sure. fight that person later, and you're you're gonna be a lot stronger. And they do it in a lot of various ways. Some games cheat, where like uh, you know, the guy that you fight the second time, where you can finally kill him, isn't actually as strong as the right. one you fought the first time. It's like mm. what? So or it's not possible because his HP is like set to max in the first fight. Exactly, stuff like that. So this one, it's like they made it a real fight, but they'll end it. As soon as you just deal enough damage, and like, oh my god, dude, those those two female assassins are insane. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, what do I have here? Marok takes a bullet for Rafa. Oh yeah, okay, I read all that, and almost killing just one of them, any of them, I guess, uh, ends the battle. Thank God. Okay, then last bit of story for today's episode. Marlock says the stones are only evil. Oh, so, so I'm sorry. So before Marlock said, Marlock just died, right? He got mm-hmm. shot by freaking Grand Duke Barrington. Yeah. And then from out of nowhere, whose stone was it? Was it hers? Uh, was it Rafa's? Yeah. Probably. I think, Ra- I think Rafa had a stone. So let's just say it was yeah. Rafa. Uh, had a freaking Zodiac stone. It floats up and brings Marlock back to life and Malak mm. says to Ramza the stones are only evil when wielded by evil so right. that was pretty cool to me I thought <laughs> Yeah, there was a pretty good dialogue here where she's like very sad about what she wanted to do and yeah, what they right. wanted to do together and then uh, like I don't know who said it but one of them said like oh the stone is like crying with her and mm. Then Roms is like, wait, don't like use the stone. That's right. Don't yeah. Don't trust it because you'll turn into a Lasavio. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't do that. And like we were saying, it brings him uh back to life in a pretty crazy way. And mm. uh yeah, I guess we learned a little more that these stones aren't just complete nightmare factories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I believe that's everything for today. That was super freaking fun talk for me. I don't know about you. <laughs> well, there was a lot going on, and I think we're starting to get into uh, the meat and potatoes of our builds in this game at totally. this point. And like the, like the action and everything is starting to ramp up. Totally, yeah. And uh, the story was a lot more straightforward this time. <laughs> yeah. uh, nothing, you know, not any huge mysteries. More mysteries solved, and I, I don't think any new ones were introduced, were they? Probably not. Uh, not, Except, not super duper. I mean, Germanic the scriptures of Germanic were there, but we read them and we understood them, and yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so a lot more, uh, a lot more it's starting to come into focus. It, it definitely is starting to make this kind of um, uh, grand strategy, empire politics plot is is starting to come more into focus. Definitely, yeah. 
And I think it's cool how they, uh, <laughs> all this time, it, the, the War of the Lions was actually set up by the church. I think that's right. kind of cool. Typical JRPG er villain, the church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that does it for today, man. Anything else? Uh, no, I, I will just drop one little tidbit here. I read in a forum uh, somewhere along my travels looking up this game. Uh, this is supposed to be set way after the events of Final Fantasy XII. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So Final Fantasy XII was set way before Before this, this yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is interesting because that is decidedly a more high-technology world. So it's like, ooh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> if F12 came out first, yeah. So probably what we're saying, we're, we're, all those things in uh, all those broken down machines buried in Gaug Machine City are from right. Final Fantasy 12 or something. Then yeah, they must be. Or you know, they, or they modeled the 12's plot to be a prequel, essentially, to the story of what's going on here. So uh, not that I know very much about what that means exactly, but I remember reading someone saying that's. That's what the the plot is. Um, interested to learn more for sure, and really still enjoying the writing. Uh, this translation is really well done. Oh yeah, very fun to read all this stuff. Totally, totally on board. I totally agree with that opinion. So the next chapter. This is amazing, dude. The next chapter, which is the final chapter, chapter four. It's called mm. "Somebody to Love." sounds like a queen song or something like a song maybe. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it is a song isn't it wait wait wait. Is, the yeah, first chapters uh, yeah. were the meager chapter two was the manipulator and the subservient and chapter three was the valiant was it called the valiant in our version too i think so okay and now it's somebody to love that's yeah totally different mood there <laughs> anyway it's amazing that it's so ridiculously consistent every chapter has 11 battles but chapter four has exactly twice as many as 11 battles it's like 22 required battles and there are like six possible optional battles that you could find if you want to according to this uh uh table of contents of an faq that i'm looking at so i guess like let's see one two three like which one should we end at should we just do another 11 and then talk I think we should. Um, right? I'll or... aim for that if it seems like things are moving faster. Because I don't know about you, but it feels like my build is picking up like momentum. Like battles are resolving more quickly. I'm not having as hard a time with more battles. Not to say that there are no hard battles. I'm sure there's going to be difficulty spikes. Right. But if we want to aim for 11. That's fine. Well, it looks like Eleven is going to put us in the middle of another series of three battles in a castle. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, how about we go to the last, whatever. The end of that is. The end of that is, there's like another different castle right after that. Are we going to be on the world map in between those, though? I don't know for sure, right? But if we are, then I would say, let's go ahead and go to the end of the battles at Limberry Castle. You know who's going to be there waiting for us, right? Oh, our favorite Dracula lookalike. Yeah, Marquis Elmdor again. Probably his women are going to be with him again, too. (laughs) So that ought to be fun. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be on the world map again after that, and it'll be a nice story cutoff point as well, hopefully. So that's like 14 battles, though, 
or 12, 13 battles or something. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, that's twelve battles. That's not bad. That's not bad. If you don't do any optional ones, we'll see if you find them at all. Right. You'd have to go. I think to find any of the option battles, you'd have to like be going out of your way to uh, do to like talk to all the room, uh, listen to all the rumors at the tavern, and maybe do errands or whatever, and then wait a minute, maybe I can go over here and find something. I think that's how it works, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I always just had a guide when I found those. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so that's what we're going to go up to. The plan, at least, is to go up to the end of Limberry Castle. And that will do it for today, and we'll see you guys next time. So, good night. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. <laughs> Bye. Have a good night. <laughs>